Have you ever taken a closer look and analyzed the friendships in your social circle? In this episode, we will be talking about what constitutes a good friend and how to recognize and offer solutions to you when your friendship has become toxic. My co-host this week, Orla Martin, and I will be creating an open conversation about what friendship means to us. I will be sharing my personal truth about realizing who is a good friend and who is a bad friend. And whether you have a lot of friends or one friend, you need to tune into this episode. You best bet we're going to be spilling the syrup. We have my good friend Orla calling all the way from Northern Ireland to co-host this episode with me. She is fun, opinionated, and wild. Orla is one of my partner's best friends and someone I have also gotten closer with and enjoy spending time with. I have been thinking and reflecting a lot lately about friendship. I've had a few bizarre experiences. To be honest, for a while I felt like I was doubting myself, and when I asked people if I did anything, and the response was always, not particularly, I was mistreated and excluded, and I thought I deserved better. We're going to unpack what is the sign of a good friend, a bad friend, and a toxic friend. So thank you, and welcome. Thank you so much for having me. So we're going to start with a basic question, and that is, what does friendship mean to you? Okay, perfect. Well, friendship, friendship means a lot to me, because obviously I live in Northern Ireland, which is in, well, Northern Ireland, Belfast, to be specific. So I don't live where I grew up, same as yourself. I live in a different place. When you live away from home, friendship, I think it's far more important because you can't fall back on your family. Yeah. You kind of make your own family in a way. So, yeah, friendship is key. It's like one of those things that you need. That's a really good point. That reminds me, too, of my partner, Owen, who has moved from Ireland to here. And he would say the same thing. He says friendship is important here because that's like you said, that's all you have when your family is so far away. So what are the best qualities you can have in a friend? You need someone who kind of just gets you. Like you can just be yourself around. I can't think of the word for it. But you know what I mean? You just have to be like your natural self. Your authentic self. 100%. Someone who listens to you, but you listen to them. You have fun with. Yeah. You have like common. Interests. Yes, common interests. Yeah, and goals. Yeah, someone that's going to hold your hair up when you're puking after a wild night. Oh my God, too many. <laughs> I think you've been there for me one too many times. I think you've been there for me too. I think some of the funnest times we've had together, we've been out partying or like going to Weatherspoons. Or else Boombox, where we seen Blue Hydrangea before she was on Drag Race UK, you remember? And I was like, she's going to be on Drag Race UK. Wait and see. You called it. That was so fun. That That is probably one of my best memories out, like, lately. I can't think of anything else. That's great. So what kind of friend are you? Oh, my God. Well, do you remember we were talking about this, and I was, like, joking, and I was like, maybe I am the toxic friend. And then you were like, no, you definitely aren't. So, I don't know. <laughs> you tell me what kind of friend am I, Ryan? <laughs> you are a good judge of character. You're fun, and you're nice. Being around that is always a good time. You're also really good at giving advice. You have a good eye for what is a good friend. And I, you've said this to me before. You said, I only want good people in my life. I, I have good friends. I pick good people. And there's, there's a talent in that, in recognizing good qualities in people and evaluating people's intentions. I'm going to respond to this question too, because I like to be that kind of friend that you come to with, with like, if you have a secret, 
you need to confide in somebody and I'm going to try to give you the best advice possible, advice that I would actually take myself. Definitely. See, when it comes to advice, I feel like I give great advice, but I cannot take my own advice. Well, that's always the challenge. That's more difficult. And sometimes you need to evaluate somebody's advice that they gave you and recognize, okay, that maybe that doesn't work for me, but that's your right to do. Your friends can only advise you. We're all adults and we're all growing up. Friendship becomes more important, as you mentioned earlier, but friendship changes. So you have friendship that's your childhood friends, and then you grow up and you become in your late 20s, and then your friendship circle gets smaller. You have less time to devote to friendships because you are, you're working a new job, you're going to school, you're moving, you're adulting. Plus, people's like values and what they consider like priorities change in life, and it's okay. Like people change and they come become different people, and like you naturally drift away, and that's okay. Like you can have a friendship, and that was just a part of your life, and you can look back on it was fun times. Like you know, a friendship doesn't have to end in like a full on row or anything. It's just you know, two people drift apart. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely, that's a really good point. It's normalizing the end of something that is actually normal for friendships to end. Absolutely. And that brings us to what are the signs of a bad friend? Okay, so my number one thing, like I'm all about energy and like people's vibes and stuff. And I know I sound so hippie right now. (laughs) I can sense people's energy and if they have a good energy or not. And I call these things and then literally like, I'm like, no, I don't like that person. And I don't know why, but I do not like them. And I was like, just wait and see. And then a couple months down the line and boom, something happens. Everyone's like, ah, that's why. Yes. One toxic thing that I find is like, I always call it like leeches, like energy leeches. So an energy leech is someone that literally only comes to you and wants to talk to you when they have problems in their life or they're like, oh my God, please help me with this, that and the other. And they will literally divulge all this negative energy onto you and just unload it all and then like one hour or two hours later they'll be like so and how are you by the way and then like when you leave that situation you are so drained after it, you're like oh my god like it's like a cloud like a gray cloud absolutely you're taking on all their problems and there isn't a lot of reciprocation going on we're all going through a collective trauma right now we all are going through things in our own life so we all need that that friendship and to share in the successes of each other, but also the bad times and also just being there to support each other. I, I think you bring up a good point about just what is a bad friend. And maybe my thought is how do we become better friends? Because I think a lot of people assume that friendship is easy. Like you said, call anybody anytime and they're just automatically going to be there. Especially I find when you get older and you have less friends, that's that's not the case. You shouldn't assume that. Like You have to make an effort to say, hey, we haven't talked in a while, or we should plan something because it doesn't just happen. And it doesn't just happen when it's convenient for somebody to do it. Sometimes it's a little bit inconvenient. Sometimes the only time you're going to be able to see somebody, oh, I I work the next day, but I'll try to stay out as late as possible because this is the only time I'm going to see you. Definitely. Like, it's not when we were in school or college, we had so much more free time to hang out and just see people and like just chill and do like friendship things. Whereas when you get older, you have more priorities. Like, you know, some people are HF kids. Some have like, you know, crazy careers. They're trying to like set up their own business or they're just really career orientated and they don't have that much free time. So yeah, definitely. Like I feel that way with people. 
that I'm like okay this is my free time and you kind of just choose wisely how how you want to deal and how you want to spend with people and you're not going to want to spend it with someone that you just feel is toxic and just drains you and it's just negative 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 like no one wants to be around a negative Nora no I think it's fair to point out that okay so friendships like the one we have and I'm also friends with Daryl my friend Daryl who lives in Scotland they're exceptions because they're long distance we don't see each other as often and we don't need to because that's how it is and that's okay it's not I wouldn't say it's the method of friendship I prefer the most I prefer a circle of friends that's smaller that I'm closer with rather than having a big group some people are the opposite but I some people like having a big group with lots of options and to call and text and they're just super extroverted but in that way I just I like to really get to know somebody better and quality over quantity I literally was just about to say it you took the words right out of my mouth I'm all about that quality over quantity life as well because what's the point it's just like you know you just think about it it's it's like if you're actually going through someone and you have all these like friends but are they actually friends because like would you actually turn to them if something major or bad or something was happening like I know it's not I always I feel like I'm harping on about like negativity and bad things but obviously like you're going to share good things with everyone you just want to you know the whole world to see but in the bad times it's like who do you actually turn to and who is there for you yeah exactly and then I think to myself well I've tried to support you as best I can but I don't feel like you feel the same way you're gonna do the same thing for me so I think that's where the doubt and the resentment and the possible questioning of the friendship start to come in to play I also think and this is from experience, and I I had a really good friend. They just always wanted things to be on their terms. It was like you had to go over to their place. That was the expectation, that they were not going to travel. And it was like that for so long. So how do you change something that becomes part of a routine when somebody just expects you to act or respond in a certain way? especially if they've been your friend for many years. I think you just have to have an open line of communication and don't come at it as like a like a bull in a china shop. Like you need to approach it with a bit of tact and just see how they respond. Because sometimes people don't even realize that they're doing things. Like, you know, it comes so natural and that sometimes you need to be pointed out by like, hey, I didn't appreciate that. Or, hey, can we do this instead? We always go to your house. How about can we kick it at mine sometime instead? Because sometimes it gets to a, it's a habit and you, you don't even realize you're doing it, you know? That's fair. You, and you need to actually say to somebody, you need to say what they're doing o- openly. And I think this is something I've also experienced recently in a group of friends. It's almost like broken telephone where somebody tells somebody else that they have a problem with so-and-so and and this person they have a problem with. And then that person that they confided in, maybe we all need to vent. Maybe you were just venting and you needed someone, you just needed to say that and you weren't ready to actually vocalize your thoughts to them in a, like you say, in a responsible way. And then that person that you confided in goes and tells the person that you were talking about, oh, did you know that this person said this about you? Like you're making the situation so much worse. You're causing the drama. And that's where I, in my own life, I decided I wanted to try to break the cycle. I was just going to start being direct. You did this and I feel this way and just, and just saying it. And I don't think, 
people are used to that for me. I think I was that kind of friend who just lives at home and works a part-time job and he's just going to agree and he's just going to go along with things and he is going to be there for us when we need somebody to hang out with, which I was and I am, but I also have opinions and I also feel like I don't want to be just walked all over. I feel like what's happened, Ryan, is you've become Irish influenced and you're just taking the Irish mentality of things where we're just so blunt and just like here this is what's happening what's the crack whereas Canadians are literally just like they will just try everything to keep away from any confrontational situation whatsoever like I feel like if a, a Canadian like you wronged a Canadian they will literally be like I'm so sorry like what could I have done I'm so sorry and you're like why are you telling me you're sorry like no <laughs> what are you doing do you know so I think definitely like the, my time when I was in Toronto and stuff I just feel like Canadians and like Irish people we have different ways of like communication yeah Canadians just aren't blunt they're so just like lightly mild-mannered and they just want to avoid confrontation at anything possible I'm actually really glad that you pointed out that I've basically become honorary Irish and it's I'm changing I literally feel it and I think it's actually a better way to be yeah, you're like an honorary potato queen now. <laughs> Being honest, but in a calm way. Like, okay, for example, I approached a friend who recently was excluding me and inviting other people to an event that I wasn't invited to. And I asked, why didn't you invite me? You're not being a very good person right now. At, at this moment, I felt that you weren't. I was just being honest response was to scream and shout me down the phone and curse at me and hang up the phone and just tried to silence my voice. So then I have to think to myself, you're clearly not a friend for reacting that way. And you're probably guilty. You're the kind of person that I thought was level-headed and intelligent. And I would never have expected this reaction from. I've triggered somebody. Majorly. They sound like they're about 15 and we're back in like secondary school slash high school. And it's just like a little click. And it's just, no, like we're all adults. Not how you deal with confrontation. You don't just scream and kick and shout. Like, no. <laughs> when things change and when you grow up, you pull apart and either the friendship withstands the changes and you still enjoy being with them and hanging out with them or you don't and i think in this kind of situation it's taught me that i shouldn't be putting energy into something that is already over i'm trying to pick up the pieces of something that's already snapped so i think you have to know when to just leave it because that person that reacted that way i don't really want to reach out i feel like it's on them to come to me to explain their behavior and defend it. For sure. It's definitely not your place to reach out. And anyways, when you think about it, it's like if that's the way that you're going to react to even the slightest bit of just, hey, you not inviting me somewhere really upset me. Why am I being excluded? And for them to react like that, it's like you don't want the type of person in your life. You don't want that grief. There's no need for it. Yeah. And you mentioned specifically with being in cliques and high school and I think that's very true I think you have to remove yourself and say this is tainted everybody here is sort of playing a game and being influenced by what each other thinks I think the concept of a, of a friend group isn't really practical I think you kind of have to 
have friendships with people on an individual level. I don't know if it's when you're younger and in school, that's more common. But when you get to be in your late 20s, it's just it's not a thing. Do you know what never works as well? A three-person friendship. Like, it just doesn't work. Two people are always more <laughs> friends than the other. Just no. <laughs> well, that's true. Is that like how a throuple maybe wouldn't work? What are your thoughts on that? Potentially. But we'll save that for another day, another steamy podcast. We will. Absolutely. But that's why we're, we're, only, we're all just humans and just learning and growing, trying to be a better person for ourselves. Yeah, exactly. There are bad friendships and then there is toxic friendships and... I think a toxic friendship would be someone that shifts blame away from them, which is something that I've experienced recently when confronting a friend about not visiting me. I don't feel like I'm being heard and listened to with the concerns that I brought to you. And basically the response was, I don't really see this from your perspective. I'm offended that you think this about me. And I thought to myself, I have receipts. I have evidence that these things are happening. I just want you to be honest instead of it being dramatic. I feel like that's kind of gaslighting in a sense, like a gaslit lit friendship instead of it being like romantic a sense because it's like, oh, but you should feel this way because how could you feel another way, do you know? And it's just going to invalidate your feelings and how you felt about the situation because, yeah, that's how I feel about that. I feel like it was a gaslit friendship. Yes, I, I'm absolutely glad you say that because I realized this recently when I did my research about how I was feeling and the word gaslighting did come up. So I did feel vindicated at that point. Look at me being a psychologist. I didn't have to add it to my resume. Yeah, you're so good. Do you remember that time when I was in Toronto and there was a certain person in the circle on a night out? <laughs> And uh, there was a situation happened. And then when I was like, got back to the house, I was like, forget about them. In a year's time, they won't even be here. They won't be your friend. They will be gone. And you'll be thinking about this time. And you'd be like, Orla was right. And boom, they're gone out of everyone's life. You're absolutely right. And I think it's really important to have that perspective and not to settle And if you're listening out there, you should remember this. Your valid feelings cannot be dismissed. You deserve good friendships. They can't be dismissed just because of a difference in perspective. Don't let people shout over you so your voice isn't heard. Why do you want to be friends with someone that always annoys you? Why do you want to spend time with someone you're always fighting with? Like a bad relationship, I hope you have the strength to let go. Never let anyone dim your light. Never let anyone dim your sparkle. (laughs) I love that. If you've experienced bullying and need assistance, we have included resources in the description of this podcast for Canada, the United Kingdom, and the U.S. Thank you so much, Orla, for being here. It is truly a blessing to have you. Stay tuned in two weeks' time for more Spilling the Syrup. No, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited and so happy that I finally got to be experienced spilling the syrup any last thoughts on this topic or in general hold dearest your good friends and if anyone tries to invalidate your feelings say bye bitch don't let the door hit you on the way out (laughs) don't let the door hit you where the good lord split you for sure Please tune in for more spillin' next time and tell your friends to spend 25 to 35 minutes getting to know us.